Good afternoon. Yeah, you just come in in the morning and leave in the evening, right? Um, so thankful that we're able to gather together in this season of Advent. And um, I love this, I'll say this multiple times, um, but I love this time of year. I love, I love the decorations, I love the music, I love the spirit, and I love being able to gather uh, together this morning in worship. A little bit earlier, Pastor Anthony read a passage from the prophet Isaiah, and in the prophet Isaiah, he refers to the Messiah that is to come. He, he prophesies about Jesus, and he refers to him as the wonderful counselor. You know, he's going to bear the weight of all the nations. He's going to bear the weight of everyone's sin. But in the midst of this, he's also seen as this wonderful counselor. And so the question uh, today, as I reflect on that, that passage, that prophecy from Isaiah, is what, what makes a wonderful counselor? I'm not going to make anyone raise their hand. Have any of you been in therapy? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, but it's, it's interesting, when I was going through graduate school and doing some of the, the, the work to get my therapy degree, um, you know, I always assumed that good therapy had to do with what we call the modality that is being used. And what I mean by that is that there's all these different philosophies about what you should do when you sit with somebody as a therapist. Uh, do you use solution-focused therapy? Do you use uh, behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy? Uh, do you use uh, emotionally-focused therapy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? There's like a million. And, and usually most therapists sort of pick different elements from each and kind of develop their own style and and it's all about research-based and what gets the biggest bang for your client's buck, basically. How can you help them? And, and so you read and you learn all this theory and all this practice and all the research behind each theory and how efficacious it is. And then when you go through all of that, and I'm not kidding, they say, honestly, none of it really matters. Do you know what is the most successful element of being a wonderful counselor, it's not any of the techniques. It is always the relationship that the therapist has with the client that determines success. Hmm. And that's really frustrating because if it's, it's not like a pill. I can't just say, oh, here's your problem. Here's, oh my goodness, that scared me. I'm gonna need more than therapy. Um, yeah. Anyway, I will regain my thought here in a second. You know, it doesn't matter what sort of therapy technique you use. It has to do with the, the person you're sitting with. And, and that's what's frustrating because, you know, I want to fix things. And it'd be so much easier if therapy was like a pill. Someone comes in, tells you their problem. You know exactly what to pull out of the book and say, here are the 10 things we will do and you'll be well. And it never, ever works that way. And so it's interesting to think about that in the context of, of Jesus and, and, and Jesus being referred to this wonderful counselor. He's also compared to the high priest in the uh, text that was read from the book of Hebrews. And another passage in Hebrews chapter 5, it says that uh, he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness because of this he is 
obliged to offer the sacrifice of his own sin. You see, one of the the roles of the high priest was to sort of be that mediator between God's people and God the Father. And so in the Old Testament, the high priest had to do all these things to remain pure himself, to be able to sort of advocate on behalf of God's people. And, and Jesus sort of steps into this role of high priest. In the, the, the message version we read earlier, it says that, you know, God did not send Jesus for the benefit of the angels. Uh, he he sent, it, sent Jesus for our benefit so that he could advocate for us. So that, as it says later in Hebrew, in Hebrew so that he could uh, help us because he himself also experienced what we experience. And so if we know Jesus acts as a high priest, if we know Jesus is this wonderful counselor, we can also uh, draw near then to the throne of grace and know that we will receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need because of who Jesus is. And so here's here's how this works or how I reason this out in my head as Jesus being this wonderful uh, counselor. There are ways that counselors develop relationships with clients so that they will get better. And in fact, one of the therapists that you have to study is a guy by the name of Carl Sagan. And he, he, you know, you watch videos of these master therapists and you see them sit with people and it's like impressive. Uh, but there's a number of things that you want to do. And, and I can relate this to Jesus and what he did. Um, when a therapist is sitting with a client, what a therapist wants to do is create a space where the client is free to explore their feelings like to openly go into areas and aspects of their life that they wouldn't normally be able to. When a, a therapist is sitting with a client, what the therapist wants to do is help their client discover hidden aspects of their self that maybe they do not see in themselves. So kind of peel the curtain back and say, have you noticed this or do you see that? A therapist wants to see their client as prized. That is, when you're sitting with somebody as a therapist, you want to see them as one of the most wonderful people you have ever gotten to spend time with. And what's interesting is when you do that, they actually start to value themselves. A really good therapist will be real and honest about themselves with their client because then that invites their client to be real and honest with themselves. And the therapist wants to provide acceptance and grace so that the client can forgive themselves and be graceful enough to move forward. You know, when Isaiah prophesied about Jesus being the wonderful counselor, and when the book of Hebrews compared Jesus to the high priest, they didn't have psychology like we have now. But when I think about the things that I've learned, I see Jesus acting like this wonderful counselor. He showed up with people in a way that helped them to to see their value and their worth. He became human so that we have nothing to hide. He, He walked among us and lived among us so that we had something we could relate to and it invited us to see ourselves in him as he invites us to follow him. He became human so that we could relate, be relatable. So that 
we know our God stepped into the mess and the complications that we experience in this world. How hard would it be to relate to or follow someone that had no empathy or experience? But Jesus lived it. His name, Jesus, his name, Emmanuel, is God with us. He's in it with us so that we know we are prized and valued. You see, he, he wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us, which is worthy of everything. This is what makes Jesus a wonderful counselor. Is that he's not focused necessarily on every little thing that's going on in the world around him when he's walking the earth. He's focused on the people that are in front of him. He's aligning himself with them so that they can begin to see themselves in light of Jesus himself. And we're invited into that same space as God's people. He's the great high priest. He, he knows us. He experienced what we experienced so he can go to God on our behalf and provide redemption through his grace, mercy, and sacrifice. And when he speaks to us through scripture or through worship or, or through song, we can relate to him because he is us. And he calls us into his presence to be like him. And so he's a wonderful counselor because we begin to see stuff in ourselves that we can't see apart from him, apart from Christ. We begin to open up and experience the whole emotional spectrum of faith and life because he sits in a place of grace and acceptance and of invitation. And we begin to see ourselves as he sees us as prized, worthy of, of sacrifice. My goodness. Glad I don't have a heart condition. Uh, and so I love this time of year because we have a wonderful counselor. We have someone who knows what it's like to live and walk in this world. And he still calls us. And because of that, we belong to him. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.